Entrepreneur on Fire 943. They'll be the American Idol guy that just can't seem to be told that he's not any good at singing. If you're prepared to ignite, then EO Fire and the WebinarCourse.com is your fuel. 10 days to amazing webinars. Ignite. Make a lasting first impression with unique business cards from Moo.com. Moo's range of top-notch paper and exclusive design templates make it easy. For extra wow, try Printfinity. Print a different image on every card. Stand out with Moo.com. Your branding is the face of your business. Make a great impression with creative professional designs from 99designs. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade free. Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? Johnny Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Cliff Graham. Cliff, are you prepared to ignite? I am prepared and I'm fired up. Yes. Cliff is an author, speaker, entrepreneur, former army chaplain and pastor residing in Utah with his family. He writes biblical fiction, including the best-selling Lion of War series, soon to be a major motion picture. He owns the entertainment development company Five Stones Media and is president of Know the Covering Ministries. Cliff, say what's up to Fire Nation and share what's going on in your world right now. Well, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm excited to be here. Um, love the show. And I just want to say real quick about who I am. I'm a novelist who's trying to make a living in ways not dependent on publishers. Best way to describe myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty awesome way to not be dependent on anybody but yourself, which is what we're doing here with Fire Nation, Cliff. We're learning from successful entrepreneurs. So give a little more detail about exactly what's going on in your world. So I write by trade novels and short stories. I tell fiction stories. I write scripts. Um, and with that, I also produce music inspired by that work. And so we've done everything from create compilation albums from various artists and to independent music. And then uh, we're about to launch several podcasts at once. And I travel and I speak and teach as well. Several podcasts at once. I don't know if I as a mentor would recommend that, but it sounds like you're good at uh, spinning a lot of plates at the same time, Cliff. So I have no doubt that you being a formy, former army chaplain can really uh, get that system down in place. I, I would totally agree under normal circumstances, but I think what we're doing is unique and kind of fits with the theme of your show to where each show doesn't depend upon me all the time. Um, but we can get into that later. I'll oh, cool. explain to you later. For sure. Yeah. So Cliff, I'm really fascinated with what you've accomplished. I mean, there's been a lot of cool things. You've led quite the life. And I want to take a couple minutes here, maybe about five, to do what I call the one-minute mindset, where I'm going to get five insights into your mind and take about a minute-ish to answer these five questions. The first one being, ideally, what do the first 80 minutes of your day look like? You know, I love to start by exercising, just kind of free everything up in my brain. And then, um, you know, some old army habits die hard. (laughs) And then (laughs) that uh, one actually died immediately with me. Yeah, (laughs) I can get that. And then actually, I love to sit down and read something totally unrelated to work. Uh, It gives my brain a a clean slate for the day, something that I enjoy, something that I like. So, for example, on a Monday, I don't have to wake up thinking about every hungry crocodile I got to feed that day. I can just kind of take a little brain vacation for the first part of my day. Hungry crocodiles, not having to feed them Fire Nation, that's a good thing. And Cliff, (laughs) you have some strengths. We're going to talk about one in a second, but what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Organizing details and uh, trusting others to do the same. What are some things you're, or some steps you're taking to maybe rectify this weakness? 
you know, sit down with the staff and, and just I basically gave them permission recently to say, look, feel free to occasionally hide things from me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I mean, you know, not anything to where I, I simply can't know what's going on. But if there's something cool and shiny that pops up, I'm very much the kind of guy that will chase something cool and shiny and get distracted from my mission. And so what I've what I've found is that if you have really great people around you. And, and they love you and believe in the mission and believe in what you're trying to do. They will, they will in a healthy way, protect you from yourself and, and basically find those things that they think, okay, Cliff would be interested in this, but let's not tell him about it quite yet because it will distract from what he needs to do this week. Yeah, I like telling my team, I'm on a need-to-know basis, and I don't need <laughs> to know everything. That's <laughs> believe right. That's me. Right. So Absolutely. Cliff, what's your biggest strength? I believe I'm a very strong and bold visionary and risk taker. Um, I think I'm really good in that area, but like I said, I'm weak in the other area. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you, being an army guy, I know that you developed a lot of great habits. It's just a reality of the world that we used to live in, and we had to. It was create the right habits and thrive. And you also have created some bad habits, like we all have too. But what's one habit that you wish you had? You know, I wish I could follow a precise workday schedule. Um, my, my creative side, I love the business stuff. I love the entrepreneurial stuff. It really lights me up personally, but my creative side can fly in and distract me very easily. So I'll, I'll find myself with four or five hours of my day wasted because I got, you know, there's a shiny object and I went chasing it. So I think, I, you know, I wish I could follow a better, just disciplined workday schedule. So that's one of the things I'm working on. The powerful thing about having a schedule and sticking to it is the reality that you stay on your own agenda, Fire Nation. The problem with the bright, shiny object syndrome, and Cliff, you'll probably appreciate this, the weapons of mass distraction, mm-hmm. I mean, they're everywhere. And the reality is, is that they're likely somebody else's agenda. So you need to get on your own agenda, write it down, schedule that out, and then stick to it religiously. That is how you're going to get done what you need to get done according to your schedule, your mission, your goals. And Cliff, you have a lot of cool things going on, brother, but what is the one thing that has you most fired up today? You know, there's a lot of the bigger, flashier stuff, but I think as of right now, we just launched a podcast of my short stories that are produced as professional audiobooks that I'm narrating, um, and they're being released serially. And as far as I know, I'm one of the only authors out there doing this where, you know, my goal is to create new fans. So it's available for free. I'm not, I'm not getting what they would pay, you know, for example, on Amazon or something for it. But the serial podcast thing, everyone knows it is drowning in it. <laughs> but I wanted to do it with fiction and with my short stories. And then just that way, the, the, the listener can, who's, who's a potential fan of mine can get involved and get hooked. And if they like it, then they can follow and follow the paper trail and get my other stuff. I love it. Podcasting is the perfect medium for exactly what you're doing. And what is the name of this podcast? It's called the Hall of the Mighty Men. It's based upon these warriors in the Bible that fought off a bunch of bad people. And anyway, it's just kind of their short stories. We're going to serialize them. I have about 37 ready to go. Um, 37 stories. And each, each story is about three episodes worth. So uh, yeah, just just released this past week. Mm, brother, I'm excited for you. That is cool. I'm going to be subscribing. The Hall of the Mighty Men. And there were, there were bad guys back then, Fire Nation. These guys fought them off. So Cliff, let's go back to your journey as an entrepreneur. You've had the ups. Mm-hmm. You've had the downs. But I want you to take us to a specific moment in time. That moment being what you would consider your worst entrepreneurial moment. Tell us that story. <laughs> well, as you know, as an entrepreneur, the next crisis is never far behind. So, <laughs> but I, I learned that lesson quite severely. Two summers ago, we committed to a massive 
promotional tour of some music festivals to, you know, I had a booth of my stuff and we were going to just, uh, you know, do a lot of sales and promote it. And, you know, objectively, we had very strong sales. In fact, we sold more than every other booth that was at these festivals, but our overhead was just so high and, and we just vastly underestimated it. And so I think, you know, that, that for me, about midway through that summer, I remember sitting uh, in my backyard and it was growing dark. And, you know, I'm a storyteller. I got to make it dramatic. But it was, growing dark. <laughs> it was growing dark and I'm staring at the mountains and thinking, I have done the dumbest thing I've ever conceived of doing in my entire life by committing to this tour. Um, but but I tell you what, I wouldn't trade anything, the lessons we learned from that. But that was for sure a low point for me a few years ago. Well, that's exactly what I want to dive into next. Mm-hmm. Are those lessons learned? So take a couple minutes and, you know, kind of expound, not just upon one, but let's go into two or three lessons that you really learned from that experience that our listeners, Fire Nation, can can really walk away with some great content. It's it's really important to if you are a you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you have to be a visionary that that's just simply not negotiable. You have to be visionary. And, and usually if you're going to be, you know, a strong visionary, maybe you're one of those one in a million people who's both good at organizing tasks and executing things on a minute detail level. But if you're not, it's it's so important to find those people who, who just thrive in a spreadsheet. I mean, they look at spreadsheet like you and I look like the, look at the beach. I mean, it's just <laughs> they love the details and the logistics. And, you know, we I had those people and I had access to those people. I don't believe that I used them properly and uh, to my own pain. And so I've, I've tried to, to rectify that in recent years. And, and we've made some more movements even just in the past few months to where we enter 2015 with a real mindset of, hey, we always want to be led and driven by the vision, but but the details have got to come together in the way they come together. So you committed to this book tour. You knew mm-hmm. in your gut of guts, your intuition of intuitions, that it was the wrong move. What's another real lesson you pulled out of that that you can share with our listeners? You know, I think it was just the, the you have to have the humility to recognize when you've made a wrong decision. And and I would say I would go back and say that if with with hindsight as my benefit, like I said, I wouldn't trade the lessons learned because I think we're going to be able to to take that model and make it more successful next time because I knew in my gut that there was something there that was a winner. I just did it wrong the first time. But um but we took the lessons learned and then just having the humility to hear someone tell you, "Hey, you messed up and you got to do it this way." <laughs> just to not not blow off all criticism as being attacks, but to just listen to it and think, "Okay, this person has my best interest at heart and they they really want me to succeed here, so I need to hear what they're going to say." Persistence and perseverance are incredibly critical skills that entrepreneurs need to have, but there's also a reality in their cliff, and that's Mm -hmm. sometimes the only way to get out of a hole is to stop gosh darn digging. You know, you just can't keep digging in that same hole, and you can persevere and be persistent, you know, all the way down to Australia, Mm -hmm. but that's just not going to get you to where you need to be. So you need to be, you know, digging holes, you need to be going through dips and persevering through them, but with your eyes wide open, you know, reaching out to your peers, people you respect, and asking them, you know, does it feel like I'm going down the right path? Because I, you know, I have a couple little red flags coming up in my intuition, and I really want to bounce some things off you. And then be willing to pull up those stakes and adjust and pivot when you know it's the right move. And Cliff, just like you told us a story about your worst entrepreneurial moments. I mean, the sun was setting, the mountains in Utah, I'm sure were gorgeous. <laughs> right. Tell us a story about one of your aha moments, one that you really think is going to resonate with our listeners, Fire Nation. Tell us that story. Sure. So the inception of an idea, I think ultimately every entrepreneur has, they think they've got something that no one else has figured out or 
you know, there's nothing new under the sun is one of the things I believe, but they've, they've, <laughs> they thought of a tweak on something that no one else is on. And so one of those for me was I was on, I was on a ski trip actually with some buddies and we were taking these, you know, these young guys and, and we were all enjoying it. They were kids in our church and we just got excited about telling them stories. So again, I write about the Bible. So we were telling them stories about the Bible and, and I noticed that a lot of them thought, oh, it's just Jesus petting lambs all the time. And when we started telling them some of the really exciting Old Testament stories, you know, whether it was Moses and the Exodus and all that stuff that's in the, in the Old Testament, and I, I started talking about King David and some of his wars, I saw their eyes light up. And I realized that, that at that moment that there was something there if we could tap into it. And around that same window was the release of the movie 300. And that just became a, you know, a cultural phenomenon, sold a lot of tickets and became a, a major point of dialogue whether they were soldiers or just regular guys, you know, they loved that movie. And so I thought if we can kind of marry those two worlds, if I could tell the stories of King David and his wars in a gritty, intense, you know, take no prisoners kind of way that the way that the 300 movie did, then th- there's, there's something there. There's a spark of an idea that's there. Well, you know, everyone can have ideas and take no action on it. And so what I did was, is I just started to labor from, and I was, I call it my 10 to midnight time. You know, I labored from 10 to midnight every night, you know, on top of several other jobs that I had just writing away and studying away and writing away and studying away until uh, doors finally started opening after a few years. That's where the persistence and the perseverance paid off. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so Cliff, let's do the same thing that we did with the failure story with, you know, your worst moments. And let's talk about a lesson that you want our listeners to walk away with from your aha moment, from that epiphany that you had. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when I finally, when I got some feedback as a writer, now there's, you know, there's the business side of this too, but just, just as far, far as what I consider my core talent. And I started getting some objective feedback from people that I knew, you know, I mean, your mom loves you no matter what, and she's going to tell you you're wonderful <laughs> and all that stuff. But I, I started hearing from, I, I had a, I had a very positive review in Publishers Weekly. I had a very public, you know, positive review in several other objective media outlets um, that didn't know me. They weren't my mom or my aunt. Um, and, and I started to see, okay, I have real talent for this and not, not to get conceited, but I just really th- remember thinking I can objectively do this in a way that makes money or can be monetized. And in fact, I've got the proof of that. I've got publishers wanting to publish my stuff. I've got interviews. I've got things I can point to that are objective proofs of my talent. And, and I really have to just encourage the, the audience here that, that you've got to find those avenues of, of proving yourself. Do you have the talent and do you have what it takes to make it here? It's not that you're not going to make mistakes or dig yourself a hole, which you brilliantly put, but it's when you, when you stop digging in one hole, are you quickly digging another one and quickly digging another one until you find the right strike? And if you've done nothing but dig and no one's objectively telling you you're good at this, it may be time to hang it up. <laughs> well, Cliff, we've dug and uncovered gold with you, my friend. So thank you for dropping all these knowledge bombs on Fire Nation. And guess what? I am not letting you go anywhere because we're about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do that, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. If you're wondering how your small business can stand out in today's increasingly competitive marketplace, I've got one word for you, branding. While building a brand may be easier and more affordable than you imagined, it still does require some time and money. So why is it worth the effort? Because it allows you to stand out from all the rest of the businesses out there. When customers have several choices, branding helps them make a decision. Your brand should highlight your unique virtues and let customers know what they can expect from your small business. In a business climate where the internet, social media, and technology create a lot of static, it's crucial to develop a clear brand voice to cut through the noise. 
Whether you need a logo to launch your brand, a t-shirt to show it off, or a website to bring it online, 99designs is a great place for you to build your brand. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. Tired of handing out the same old snoozy business cards everywhere you go? I get it. It's tough to stand out from the crowd when you're at an event or conference with hundreds or even thousands of other people. Moo to the rescue. Moo.com offers you a platform to create a business card that's truly unique. They've got a variety of styles and design templates to ensure your card will stand out from the rest, including everything from mini cars to triple thick luxe cars. I can hear their voices now. Wow, that's a unique card. But more importantly, that unique card is giving you the opportunity to have a lasting impression. Want to take it to the next level? Moo also offers you the ability to put a different image or text on every card with Printfinity. What? Now that's epic. Ready to stand out with rich, thick, lovely business cards? See and feel the difference with Moo. Visit Moo.com to create a business card that's as unique as you are today. That's M-O-O dot com. Cliff, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Secure job. <laughs> Expound a little bit because an army chaplain's pretty secure. Well, you know, I, that was just one of the things I did. You know, I started out as an MP and you know, the bad guy of the army for many guys. <laughs> so I was a soldier. I was enlisted and officer. I, I, was, I worked in churches. I, I did everything from build fences. So I've had a lot of jobs. And I think the, the worship of a steady paycheck is a killer of dreams. Ugh. I mean, it, it just really is. And I, there's practical things to that. I'm a married father of several kids. And I know you got, I had to pay the bills. But at the same time, I knew that if I didn't just take that first giant leap of faith and trust that this was going to work out, I never would have got anywhere with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Fire Nation, take away from that. Just th- just that point that you made about the worship of that steady paycheck. I love saying the biggest enemy of great is good. And you know yes. what? It's good to get a steady paycheck. It's good to have that financial security and that healthcare and all this stuff. And that keeps so many people from ever achieving greatness because it's good and it is good. And Cliff, you've gotten a lot of great advice in your life, but what's the best advice you've ever received? Mm -hmm. I I referred to it earlier, but if you're being given objective feedback repeatedly, trust it. Um, You know, just just that objective feedback, people that don't have – a pro or con, you know, horse in the race against you. They they just simply give you feedback, or it's a source of feedback. Hey, that idea is good, but your execution is sloppy, or your execution is amazing, but the idea is terrible. <laughs> I say just just cling to the to the to the good objective feedback you can get. Do you have a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? I think I can categorize criticism very well. Um, I, I can look at criticism as either being constructive or useless. So if, if I hear what I think is a voice of wisdom, um, it, but it's coming in a criti- critical manner, I think I can listen to it, um, but not let it get me down. I, I, I won't be determined, you know, deterred from the vision, if you will, by criticism. I just simply put it in the box of, okay, I will, I will come back to that later if need be. And then if there's some criticism that's just useless, I think I can, I can you know, blow that off very easily and forget about it. Yeah, I'm not sure if this was the case for you, but for me, I definitely developed thick skin as a captain in the army. I mean, it's just yeah. like, <laughs> you know, you get hammered over the head all day long and there's so much responsibility there. Mm-hmm. You're just, you know, you're going to do a lot of things wrong often and you need that constructive criticism and that thick skin is critical as an entrepreneur Fire Nation. Absolutely. So Cliff, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? 
You know, uh, love Evernote. We've used Basecamp before. Um, again, at the core of what I do, I just write text on a page. And so I, if, if there's any authors out there and, and there's more out there than I think maybe, you know, that people realize, you know, I'm, I write fiction, I write novels, but everyone's a writer in some way. And um, the even if you're writing a self-help book or whatever it is you're working on, really great software. I like ByWord a lot for mm-hmm. my for my Mac. I love writing on ByWord. I love the distraction-free focus it gives. And then we do a lot of our independent publishing through Scrivener, which is another terrific software. Yeah, I was actually going to say, you're the first author that hasn't raved about Scrivener, but there you go. So uh, You knew it was coming. You if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? You know, I thought about this a long time, and I think In Extremist Leadership by Colonel Thomas Coditz. Um, he, I, I heard him lecture one time when I was at Fort Sam Houston. He was a professor at West Point. It's called In Extremist Leadership, and he's talking about how competence is the most important trait of any leader. And, and I, it just it rung true with me. I remember thinking, you know, you've had those commanders and, you know, we share the Army background. Some of those guys were just terrible. They were dirtbags. You're like, oh, I wouldn't follow that guy anywhere. But then some of them were just awesome. And you realized, man, if that guy told me to pick up a gasoline can and run into hell with it, I would do it. And, and it just, that, that ability of just competence and leadership. And so he just talks a lot about, you know, I may not like someone's personality. I may not like the way they do things. But if I believe they know what they're doing, I will follow that person. And so mm-hmm. I just, I loved how that book made that point about competence above all else was what, you know, combat leaders have to model. And I think I would argue business leaders as well. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Cliff, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? <laughs> all right. So content is king. And so I would spend the first three days writing a really great short story. I mean, just really focus on it, dive down, try and hit 3,000 words a day, try and hit something nine to 10,000 words long, then find some venue consistent with my fan base, you know, where I would find buyers of my stuff and spend the next four days convincing them to buy that book electronically. <laughs> there you go. I mean, yep. Fire Nation, if you're an aspiring author out there, it's do the work right. You yep. need to write. I love that. So I want to end today, Cliff, how we started on FIA with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Fantastic. Well, I, I do think that I've talked about feedback a lot, um, the persistence that, that is necessary to pursue anything in the creative arts, especially um, get that feedback that tells you, you know what, you're good at this, but your execution needs work. And so I would say if you've been objectively told, don't be the American Idol guy that just can't seem to be told that he's not any good at singing, um, you know, find out if you're good at it, if you've got talent for it. And then at that point, it's a fair game. And then I would say best way to connect with me is on Twitter. My 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 tag is just Cliff Graham. It's my name. And uh, at Cliff Graham. And then my website is cliffgraham.com. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Cliff G and JLD today. So keep up (laughs) the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Cliff in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. 
And when I just said Cliff and search bar, I got hungry because I was thinking Cliff Bar. But <laughs> side note, and Cliff, I just want to thank you, my friend, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Thank you, everybody. Keep it up. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create an amazing webinar you love? Well, you can in just 10 days with our free course at thewebinarcourse.com. Ignite.